my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. you guys know she had it so we're no longer on baby watch so she's sitting at home and this week i have asked my brother-in-law to come join me this is john hello i'm john well this is the first time john's ever been on a podcast yep never been on a podcast before are you excited nervous because i've never done it but public speaking is not an issue so it is for me yeah it's not you heard the story i I did hear the story (laughs) i did it was terrifying. I don't like... It's different being in front of a microphone rather than talking to a bunch of people. Well, I was I was a huge introvert, um, obviously, before we met. Yeah. And then I got forced into recruiting duty when I was in the Marine Corps, and I had to learn to be an extrovert. And I don't like it still, but but I do it, so... No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Yeah, we. I think the biggest I ever did was I did a senior graduation dinner with like 300 people. It was probably my biggest crowd, but I don't know. Yeah, no. I broke out in hives from public speaking. I can't do it. Yeah, that's. it's not an issue for me. I get very tired afterwards, um, but it's It's only after that I have, I have, have issues. So. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to... Tell everyone a little little about yourself or no? Do I want to? No, but sure. Uh, I'm a California boy. Uh, So I grew up (laughs) just a few miles from the beach. Joined the Marine Corps out of high school. Spent nine years in the Marine Corps. Funny story. Do you call her Missy on the podcast? Um, Yeah. Okay, Missy is Virginia, which is my wife. And uh, we met in the Marine Corps. And her first memory of me was me chewing her out for doing something that she might or might not have known. And that was her very first memory of me was, <laughs> was that she absolutely hated me. And I bet you didn't remember that at all. N- not even at all, but I would not <laughs> put it past me uh, doing that. That's but great. then our first time that we hung out together, we photographed a cemetery in Beaufort that almost all of the markers are from the 1800s. That was the first time you guys hung out? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So nice. it was impromptu and not, not what it seems, but it was, <laughs> yeah. and, that was it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any personal spooky stories to tell? Missy might have told one or two of them. Um, yeah. We were, we like to do photography and we were at a wildlife refuge that used to be 13 rice plantations. And we found a spot that you had to get way off the beaten path to get to. And we found old rice mill machinery, bricks everywhere. Uh, I was standing in a, we were both in a tree, like in a corner where like a creek was all around us. And there was nothing within 30 yards of us. And we heard footsteps walking towards us through the leaves, like leaves crunching as they're walking. And then across the river in Savannah... We had an experience at Moon River Brewery, um, and I saw Virginia's hair get picked up 
and let go. That was after. Uh, so there's these. There's this scary area. It, it's not scary, but the story that this um, haunted like pub crawl guy was telling freaked us out. And we were walking through this little room, and uh, I got to the doorway and just stopped. And Virginia kept going, and she only was going because she thought I was with her, and I wasn't. And it was it was pretty <laughs> terrifying, but it was fun. Uh, it, it was terrifying, actually. But, yeah. Awesome. It's a much longer story, than obviously, than that. That's okay. That's but. awesome. Also, me and John work together in close quarters. Well, not that close. There's a wall. Most of the time. And there's a wall. There's a wall. But our desks are... Like back, back to back, and we just yell at each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Ooh, fun. I told you guys all about the H&W ghost, mostly. Well, <laughs> the H&W ghost just loves He John. loves me. He does. <laughs> I don't. It's funny. He does. I, I like the story of when it, it tugged on your your. Yeah. Pants. We had, um, I don't forget if that was Sig or Kimber. We had two German Shepherds, and when they were puppies, they'd each come to the shop separately. I could have swore one of the dogs was biting at my like cargo pocket, and I kept swatting away like, you know, sit, get away, get away. And I looked, no dog, and I have like a, I sit like kind of in like a cul-de-sac in the shop, and it's like a five paces to the edge, and I can see all the way to the front office where Virginia's office is, and I could see my dog on its hind legs looking out the door at me uh no no kids around no nothing around so that was uh that was my first experience with the h&w ghost that's great so i've only ever heard things yeah and apparently tried to say that a flying sandpaper that was disc, nikki nikki no you guys that. you guys were all into it the fact i that didn't it see it happen I don't. That, I was I was being an investigative person and trying to figure out where it came I was, from, and I found out where it came from. I was from. skeptic from the get-go. Oh. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll start out with a weird fact, and you you have a good weird. I fact? do have a cool weird fact. Um. Uh. We are are talking about ghosts from wars, military bases, stuff to do with that, and I found a very cool fact that on. October, the nights of October 4th to October 8th in 1954, there was the highest mortician rate of birds ever recorded. The largest single incident was at the Warner Robins Air Force Base in Georgia, where in one night, 50,000 birds from 53 species at the same time dive bombed into the lights and radar tower at the airport. Whoa. Um over the entire thing, over the these four nights in it looks like maybe two dozen places, there were a hundred and six thousand birds representing eighty eight species that basically flew into the ground and killed themselves. Whoa. They all were at radar towers, T V towers, Air Force bases. And the interesting part, there's like a 10-page PDF that I had on it. They were almost all migratory birds, and they were split almost exclusively 50-50 between male-female and adult-adolescent. And they said nowhere in any migratory pack is it split 50-50. It's always 
more males or females, more mm-hmm. adolescents or more adults. That's really so the fact that it was almost half and half that killed them, it was a very... That so is it's, very weird. It's not paranormal, but it's unexplained. Well, it might be paranormal. No one knows. One of the websites I saw said that the X-Files did an episode where they talked about this. Really? Which one? This incident. I literally just got finished watching all of the X-Files, so I feel like I should. <gasps> Wait. I know. It was the military base one. That was like, yeah, Warner Robins. They said they they looked at a couple things, but that this was mentioned. I wonder if it had something to do with maybe like radio waves. That is where like my mind is, but they also said that they've tried to duplicate what went out that night mm-hmm. and nothing nothing happens. It was the aliens. That was very interesting. <laughs> and I got to I got to learn a lot about the physical features of migratory birds, which is interesting. I think it was the aliens. They've been very interested in us since we, we did the whole But why would they the kill our bomb. birds? Like we don't have to kill their birds. According like. to some theories out there, birds aren't even real. Well, yes, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But these unreal birds really died. <laughs> Maybe it was just because, um, you know, birds are supposed to be birds are. What did they say? They're like um, keeping track of you. Yeah, they're, they're like they're, they're, they're like, drones. Yeah, they're, they're drones. drones. So yeah. it was just a mass of these drones just stopped working. Were they like out of date? And it was yeah, time they, were, to... <laughs> they were out of date. It was the expiration. <laughs> it was of past them. their expiration date. Okay. Yes. Okay. But that's that's the only explanation I think. Yeah, there's there's no real. But all the, all the research I did was that it's it happened and it's centered around some sort of radio waves, but they couldn't delineate why on this night it, oh, that or is a group weird. of nights or whatever there's something to do with like planetary alignments yeah i couldn't find any That's weird yeah that is that was fun <laughs> that is quite the interesting fact man you you came in that was what i i messaged you last Dang. night and was like do you want to know this and you were like no no, no i don't <laughs> so much better as a surprise <laughs> so all right so this week we're switching it up a little bit and you know how i always Tell the story and Taryn sitting there, you know, making comments. Well, this is my first time ever. I did not have to do any research. And I'm going to let John take over. Sweet. This will be fun. Because I figured this, oh, I found out about this about 20 minutes ago when I asked Virginia how it was going to go down. She went, oh, Heather did, did no prep. This is all you. So this <laughs> is this is me finding out about this now. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll say stuff. That's fine. <laughs> That's better than me just running my suck. So, oh. uh, so one of the things that I've always loved is uh, military history because it it shapes everything that we are. And I grew up watching all the John Wayne movies and old Civil War, you know, Cowboys oh, yeah. and Indian stuff. So I've always loved history, and so I found I tried to steer clear of the big ones like Gettysburg, Andersonville, yeah, like the big famous one that everybody's heard about. Two of these are very well known in, I'm not going to say my neck of the woods, but as a Marine, like they're kind of famous. Yeah. One of them I had no idea about, and it's very new. So we'll start with my favorite. My favorite thing in the world is World War II. I love World War II. And the Marine Corps. Obviously, every Marine has to love the Marine Corps. (laughs) Uh, So the first two are going to be in what some would consider Japan. Um, I like the air quotes. Yes. Um, <laughs> after living in Japan for a year, Okinawa is a part of Japan, 
but Okinawans are not Japanese. Like they, okay. they, they are, but there's a, like, like, like here, there's a difference between redneck and southerner. Yes. Okay. And I'm not saying that Okinawans are rednecks, but Japanese don't look at, it's not the same. They don't view them as like Japanese. They're Okinawans. Okay. So if you're based in Japan and you're on the mainland, when someone goes, oh yeah, I was in Okinawa. And you're like, oh, so you weren't in Japan. It's like a, <laughs> a thing. All right. Um, there's a big base down there. There was a crazy huge battle in World War II. Obviously, anyone can read up on it. There's a building, building 2283 on, I believe it's the Air Base Kadena, that the building was a field grade officer house. So that's like a general, like okay. something high up. The original rumor is that one of the officers back in the day slaughtered his family and then committed suicide. Oh. So, like the military loves to do, they just swept it under the rug, clean the house, and put a new family in. And there's a lot of reports of a woman washing her hair in the sink, reports of men being told to kill their families and then commit suicide. Oh, it's like Amityville. It's it's pretty terrifying, and families, like, they move in, and then a few weeks later, they're like, no, dude, no. we're out. The last documented inhabitant, from the from what I could find, obviously the military isn't going to tell you anything, but there was an actual report of a man killing his stepdaughter <gasps> by stabbing her, ah. and that was the last inhabitant. And he said in his defense that he was hearing people tell him, to kill his daughter and then kill himself. I'm sorry. If you if you hear voices telling you to do these things, don't <laughs> listen. Don't do <laughs> Just don't listen. So oh, that's nuts. <laughs> so now, so instead of obviously leveling the house, they kept it up. They let people use it as storage units, but people would report that in the middle of summer. Now, if you've been in Japan or anywhere near an island or a swamp, it's hot and it's humid. And they reported in like the middle of August going inside the house and it was like 50 degrees inside the house. Whoa. And there was one room that was apparently so much colder that they actually leveled just the one room because no one would go in it. Like no one. So instead of doing the whole building, they did this one thing. Wow. Now near the near Halloween, they do tours of haunted places in Okinawa and the base actually lets people do... Oh, tours there that's nice of them there's nothing in the house nothing to the house mm -hmm. and on one of the um tours an old style phone started ringing inside the house oh. and they verified that none of the people had a ringer like that none of them there was no phone going into it there was nothing but they all like they all heard it that that's creepy yeah, so that's... No, uh, I really like that because no. we don't think that the military would let people go onto the base just because of a haunting. Right. And it just so happens to also be next to a daycare. Oh, that's bad. And is across the street from a reported samurai warrior's uh, grave. Oh, wow. And there's reports in that area of a samurai riding his horse around. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's not only just the house, you've got... A couple like of other things, there. Air, yeah, around oh, there. That's cool. I mean, I would not want to send my kid to that daycare. A daycare. No, 
Hair. Oh, well, no. Yeah, no. No. Especially not when they're telling you to kill people and then yeah. murder yourself. That's not. No, that's not a good thing. No. No, but imagine you're a kid and samurai rolling by. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> right? I mean, unless you were, I don't know. That'd be cool, but also be scary as crap. Like, because yeah. when you're like, oh, hey, where's the dude on the horse? And everyone's going, what? What dude on a horse? Ain't no horses around here. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's pretty cool, though. There's, there's like, some other, like, just fun, not fun stories. Oh, but, they're fun um, for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a field hospital on the air base during World War II. It's a Japanese field hospital. And when the Americans were going to overrun them, they had been told all these horrible things that the Americans were going to do. Probably. And 17 nurses jumped to their deaths after <gasps> killing their patients. They jumped off oh. a cliff. And they mm-hmm. say that if you're snorkeling down there, that people will swim up to you and you can see faces. Oh. While you're, I would not. No. I love the water, but I don't. I'm not no. down with. I'm not good with. I don't know. <laughs> no, thank you. Funny, funny fact about me. I have a phobia of underwater man-made objects. So I grew up at the beach, love swimming, love the water. But if I know there is something in the water that is made by a man, like the bottom of a boat, mm-hmm. you know, like when you go to summer camp and they have those big balloons in the water yeah. and you're laying on it and someone jumps in it. Yeah. As soon as I hit the water, I'm swimming as fast as I can away from the bubble thingy. I can't. I can't do it. We were snorkeling mm. in the Bahamas, and I realized I was over a shipwreck, and I froze. I was terrified. It was like 50 feet down. I was nowhere near it. I wonder why that. I have no idea. Huh. I don't like. I don't have a traumatic experience. That's... I have always been weird terrified. So. John's not going to find the city of Atlantis anytime no. soon. I will be scared if I see it. That would <laughs> that would terrify me. Well, there's lots of really cool stuff that are found underwater, and I, I want to do an episode on that mm-hmm. one day. But I know off the coast of Japan, there's quite a few. There's like a like, sunken city yeah. over there. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. That's fun. Well. That would be. Except for my fear, <laughs> but the idea of it's it, fun. It is fun. <clears throat> I would enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not a very strong swimmer, though. I I love I live in the water, but <laughs> uh, so the other thing that happened on Okinawa is more particular to World War II Marines. It's Gate Three on the base okay. ended up getting shut down because a Marine in World War II uniform would walk up to the gate guards and ask for a cigarette. Once you lit it or told him to leave, he would disappear. Ooh. It got, it got crazy enough. They eventually, you know, Marines didn't want to stand guard. They were terrified of it. And actually, <laughs> maybe that was the issue. Maybe, maybe people should stop smoking. I did. <laughs> um, they actually caught it on the security footage. And if, if you, like, you know, search for it, it's not like the, um, the footage taken from the camera. It's like a group of dudes sitting around the camera with his phone recording it. And you can hear them talking and you can watch on the screen as like you don't see a person but you see a dark thing the figure yeah mm-hmm. come up the road stand there a marine walk up there he's clearly interacting with it and then it leaves Whoa. and and the dudes in the video are going like dude this is he's asking me if i want to smoke and i'm sitting here going what is this World War II Marine doing at my gate? Like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. There's reports when the 
when there's Japanese soldiers because it's a it's like a big combined base. Okay. When they're standing guard, it's Japanese soldiers that come up to the gate and interesting and talk to them. I didn't see much about that, but obviously I don't read Japanese, so I couldn't get onto a lot of the yeah, yeah. like you know. But Google Translate. It didn't work. I tried. Oh man. Now that that's quite interesting that it it changes. I'm wondering if it's the same entity, but it changes nationality to to make them feel more comfortable. The ones the ones that I read was that it was always one Marine coming up, but it was always a group of Japanese soldiers. Oh. But again, I didn't see much on that, that side of it. Who knows? I only saw more on. Still rather interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So that was that was fun. Sticking with the marine theme, of course. But coming to current events, the Helmand province in Afghanistan mm-hmm. is like a big marine-centric area. The Marines took over a observation post called Observation Point Rock. They took it over from the UK, I think it was like some sort of Welsh, UK Welsh guards, who reported seeing really weird things on their night vision goggles, and just like weird stuff happening. And uh, so they turned over to the Marines, Marines are out there doing their thing, and uh, one of the guys apparently spoke Russian and said one night he heard Russians outside, like talking. So he reported it, and everyone was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But then people started hearing a strange language, weird things were happening. And it was in this place, it was apparently, from what I read, like this empty place that no one was around. Like, so the Marine Corps was like, oh, this is a great spot to put us because no one's there. So the Marines started asking the locals, like, hey, what's going on? And apparently they were like, oh, we don't, we don't talk about it. Ooh. When Russia tried to take Afghanistan... Uh, apparently, the local Afghanis, after something happened with the Russians, they slaughtered like 30 of them execution style and buried them where the Marines had put their mm-hmm. observation point. Oh, wow. And the Marines started digging and kept finding bones after bones oh, after wow. bones after bones. <laughs> so, kind of current. That gave me chills. Kind of <laughs> weird. I learned uh, don't mess with the Afghans because they'll uh, no. execute you and bury you so that yeah. people can. Well, I mean, you try to invade their country. I mean, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. So there and there's like I couldn't find any of the stories as to what happened that caused it. But that's that's just the local legend is that you don't go over there and a bunch of Russians got executed got for something. Ooh. I heard a. A story from, I didn't hear it from the soldier. I heard it somewhere, I don't remember, about something that happened to him in Afghanistan while he was stationed over there. He saw a weird creature. He said, I almost, it like looked like a scorpion, but it was large, like a man. Hmm. And it had a face and That's everything. Weird. And he saw it and it was climbing up the wall. And I mean, I mean, soldiers aren't the brightest people in the world, so... I, it, it, and it happened at night. Obviously, it's hard to see. Yeah. But it freaked him out enough yeah. that, you know, he That's tells the story. That's <laughs> crazy. It's very creepy. I'm I'm excited. One of my Marines uh, just graduated the first part of flight school. So Ooh. we might get to hear about Foo Fighters. <gasps> Yay. 
Maybe. I don't know. That'd we'll see. Cool. Let's do it. So I'm so excited. I want to do an episode on that too. That'll be that'll be fun, especially if we can get yeah, like that'd actual. Be awesome. Yeah. Got any more? I do. I have one more. This one is from a famous place that everyone's heard of, Fort Leavenworth. So what? Like they, you know, they had the movie about it called The Castle. Did you ever see it with um, Robert Redford? Nope. No. Like it's like one of those like classics where it's not maybe not very good, but like <laughs> oh hey I'll, I'll watch it. I like you know I like it. Sure. it. You know it's about Leavenworth, anyways. But it's called The Castle, and I guess the original prison is called The Castle. That's what they called it. Okay. There's some really weird stories, like one of the um, like the CO's house. It's called like the rookery or someone's house is called the rookery. And like people, as soon as they move in are calling the base going like, what's going on in my house? Like weird stuff. But the coolest thing that I heard about was again, not cool, but (laughs) a guard uh, took his service shotgun to his head and pulled the trigger while on duty. And uh, this was on tower eight. Tower 8? I think it's Tower 8. Yep. And so, anyways, anywhere around him, they've... That part of the, the castle isn't used. It's leveled. It's gone. The tower's still there. And the control room for for the prison mm-hmm. gets radio calls of the guy reporting his post from Tower 8. Oh, wow. Like... Frequently? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a, a thing. That... That's that's very interesting because not only does that, I mean, because like if you look at if I have a hard time with the spirit box. Have you ever talked about spirit yeah, box? Yeah, I I they're interesting as long as you do them right. But but from what from the I'm not gonna say scientific side of it, but the technical side of it, you're scanning radio frequencies. Yeah, constantly. And I've learned after using radios that you can say radios to basically any frequency mm-hmm. and yeah it'd be kind of weird to pick up just one off the wall word or like because you always hear it where it's like super scary or super quiet <laughs> like you know yeah but the fact that anyone could interfere with this out of any there is a technique that i think is more credible with using one of those yeah it's you have to have two people and you have the spirit box going, but you have it hooked up to headphones uh-huh. and you have one person wear the headphones, listening to it all the way up and wearing a blindfold. So you have no idea what the other person uh-huh. is asking. And then when you hear a word, you say it. Uh-huh. That's the only scientifically correct way I could think to ever use one of those because right. there's too much suggestion doing it the right. other way. That's like, I, I hate when there's, one ghost show. Do you mention ghost shows on? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't like ghost adventures. I can't stand it because mm-hmm. everywhere they go, they get 84,000 pieces of evidence. Oh, yeah. Every night. Yes. But I have soon, an issue with sack baggins. But as soon as he, as soon as they go, oh, tell us what you hear, they write up on the subtitles what they think. Yeah. And I'm much more of a like, let me hear it 10 times. I'll jump out. to my conclusion mm-hmm. and then tell you why you're wrong. That's like how, <laughs> but my issue with, but so anyways, with the spirit box, not only is this voice on tower eight coming through on the frequency 
he's interrupting a radio channel to do it. Yeah. How like what like how is the that'd be difficult to do unless someone has really fun time staying on that same frequency outside of base calling into Tower Eight. Yeah. But the odds of a military radio not being encrypted, blah blah blah. It, yeah. There's there's that it's just a very weird one that it's not a it's not a sight. It's a sound, but it's coming through another electronic device. It's just a very interesting. It is. Oh, I 100% agree. And I think it's harder to do it. If it was an outside source, I think it would be harder to fake something like that. Yes. Going yes. into a military base. Which is, which is why I thought this was very interesting. <laughs> because, Like you get the where people say, oh, my cupboard opens uh, every Wednesday at three. Like, yeah. okay, Does whatever. Does the train go by every Wednesday at yeah. three? Yeah. <laughs> But to to try and debunk that one, it'd be harder to try and duplicate it with yeah. our own technology. Yes. I think that would be. Oh, yeah. Do you have any more Fort Levensworth stuff? Nothing that's cool as that. I mean, there's stories, but this one was the one that I felt was no. most credibly documented. It, it is. and I, I like that one. That's really cool. I pulled up while you were reading all this some more military things. Because I can't help myself right, <laughs> when I right. get interested. There are a few more uh, Fort Levensworth things. And it's said on here that there are dozens of haunted yeah. houses. They have a Fort Leavenworth-like paranormal society that takes tours and takes people on tours of just the base. Yeah. I want to go. That's cool. Let's see here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this. It says, after a prisoner uprising during World War II... Guards executed one of 14 prisoners every hour, but ran out of room on the gallows, so they used the elevator Elevator shaft shaft. in the administration building as an extension. Now soldiers report hearing screams from the elevator when no one else is around. That's terrifying. Yeah, I read that one. I don't want to go on an elevator where people are screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't like that. That's not not cool. I did find one more. We got time for one more. Yeah, absolutely. We have time for like a thousand more. Okay. Um, (laughs) Not a thousand. A lot of documented paranormal stuff happened in World War I. They say not a lot of it is residual, but most of it actually happens like during the fighting. Like weird stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I read one story where a guy, he was an artillery guy, was bringing shells from the truck to the gun. And looked over and saw his mom standing there. And not a hallucination, but he saw a person look like his mom standing there. She waved him over. When he got to her, right where he was standing, a shell exploded. Whoa. And he wrote, he wrote his mom uh, and was like, told, you know, relayed the story. And was like, if I hadn't believed that was actually you, I wouldn't have walked over there. And I would have died. And there's, there were a bunch of stories of, like, guys' journals being found the day they died with an entry saying, like, I have a bad feeling about right now, mm. blah, blah, blah. Like, not maybe not premonition, but a You get a, a feeling. feeling. Yeah. yeah. The coolest one I found was a, he became a writer. His name was Will Bird from Canada. Do you have Canadians that listen? Oh, yeah. Sure Sweet. do. So he was from the 42nd Battalion 
of the Canadian Black Watch. Now, one of the coolest things that the Britons and the Canadians have is like their unit names. Like not like the like their mascots, but like they're called the Canadian Black Watch. Like I don't know, it like they always Sounds have like cool. The Night Watch. Yeah. That is cool. Which is a good place to have your allegiance, but that's neither here nor there. And <laughs> his brother had been killed in action two years earlier. He was missing in action. But he, he had been killed. So that was in 1915 and 1917. This guy, Will, was in France. He was under a tarp with two of his buddies. He felt someone waking him up. And he looked up, and it was his brother, Steve. Yeah, Steve was his brother. And he, like, literally, like, picked him up, was like, hey, you got to come with me. You got to come with me. He grabbed his stuff, was following his brother, followed him into no man's land, to like this uh, abandoned building. And as he got to the building, his brother rounded the corner and was gone. But the, like there wasn't a corner, like there wasn't somewhere for him to hide. Or yeah. There was our artillery bombardment. He, you know, got cover. And when he went back, the area that his buddies were at was completely gone from a shell. So he wrote a book called Ghosts Have Warm Hands. The whole book is about this experience and others like it. That title sounds creepy. Yeah. So he and so he ended up becoming a famous guy. He has I don't know if this is I've never heard of it, but I'm not Canadian. He has the the Ryerson Fiction Award, and he wrote uh, for the Saturday Evening Post, the Toronto Star Weekly, Family Herald, and Weekly Star. I mean I don't know if those are I mean I've heard of the Saturday Evening Post, obviously. Wow. Um, but like he wasn't some. Like whack job, like he he's sounds like a like a famous up and up guy. Yeah, sounds very credible. Yeah, so that was very interesting that it was from a guy who ended up. So he ended up having to to go back. The someone paid for him to go back in 1931 to where they wanted to see if he had any sort of inklings, interactions, anything. But from everything I've read, is there's almost like no. I mean, I'm sure there are, but like no documented. Things near like World War One battlefields. I try to find places, and then like local people say that they have things, mm-hmm. but there's no like nose po- newspaper clippings, videos. No, no. But yeah, so that was very. It was interesting that he like not only became an author, but like won awards and was published and had this this. I don't like. I want to read the book. I just heard about him last night, but. No, I mean, that sounds like a very interesting book. I'd like to yeah. give it a read. Well, that's very interesting stuff. And I'm, I'm on this article now, and it's like... Now, Virginia said that Al-Assad, where she was at in Iraq, had hauntings, but I could not find any articles on it. I couldn't no. find any... It's hard. If if people don't, like, talk about it constantly, yeah. then it's it, not, it's not going to get written yeah. about. But... I just I think it would be awesome as if anyone has any kind of paranormal experience. I mean, just try it down. Yeah. Write it down. You'll forget about it, sure, but it'll always be there. Yeah. Well, I was like when when we had our thing at at Moon River. So we were in this room. We're on the second floor. The third floor was condemned. Couldn't go up there. And it sounded like ten people were like jump like kids were jumping around. Not that they were jumping around, but. There were just footsteps, noises all over the place. 
when I looked up, because there's two sets of stairs going up, like, the opposite ways, mm-hmm. someone was walking up there. And I was like, hey, you guys ain't allowed to be up there. Tell your friends that are up there to get down. And they were, the guy was like, there's no one up there. It's just me. Like, I'm walking up. And he wasn't even up the stairs. He was, like, walking oh. up. And I was like, dude, like, there are there have been a lot of footsteps. So he got to the top, snapped a bunch of pictures. And I was like, dude, we're going to get kicked out of the restaurant if you get caught up there. We had our EVP going, and we got caught. We got kicked out. Sure. And as we were walking out, the guy was looking at his camera, and all the pictures he took were just crystal clear of whatever was around. And right in the middle, like the middle picture, there was this like flowy mist thing. And there's nothing up there. There's no airflow. There's no nothing. So, you know, it could have been whatever. Nah, it was a ghost. So as we're driving home, we plugged in the the audio recorder to this my car and was you know had to turn up and listening and right before we got kicked out you could hear a, a very soft voice say get down like <laughs> Sorry, it was funny. it was it was interesting because it, it was because i was sitting there going like hey dude we're gonna get kicked out you ain't allowed up there and it was just one of those very soft like get down like like it was just like i love it it was in cahoots with you yeah like he, he was going get the freak out of oh, here get, guy get like down. i don't i don't want you in here <laughs> So that's great. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So get down. But all right, that's awesome. Oh, this was a good subject. I enjoyed this, and I'm sure there's tons more stuff out there. Yeah, it was it was hard to find. I was looking for. I didn't want to do like Holocaust stuff. I was, but I was looking for more like POW camps, bases, battles, things like. That's what I was looking for, but I, I didn't want to touch any of the big... Yeah, the ones that everyone always, they know about. Yeah. Because they're just that famous. Yeah. I mean, there's some cool stories there, but sure. but everyone's heard of... Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. My favorite, I always enjoyed learning about the Civil War, but my, uh, for some odd reason, the one battle that I always had more of an interest in was the Battle of Shiloh. Mm-hmm. It was the, the bloodiest one. Well... So one of the, the bloodiest f- battle of the Civil War. One of the funniest parts about researching this is every article. There's a different battle of the Civil War that is the bloodiest, bloodiest battle of the Civil War. It actually is the Battle of Shiloh. It is. I would, I would, I would argue this because, what, but what do you consider bloodiest? But okay, but so Antietam was the bloodiest day in the Civil War. Gettysburg was the blood had the most casualties. In the Civil War. Maybe there was found more quarts of blood. <laughs> I'm, but, but what I'm getting at is like in, in doing all of this, they said this one I've never heard of. The Battle of Cold Mountain, Stone Mountain something. It was the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. And it was like, it, it seemed like no matter what battle you Google, all bloody. it says it's the bloodiest. And wow. that, that chaps my ass a little bit. But <laughs> like, they, none of them were great. No. They were all pretty bloody. It's just, I I thought it was interesting that every single one was like, oh, <laughs> this is my battle. This is the bloodiest. What are you doing? List of the ten oh, bloodiest hmm. battles hmm. of what's, Civil War. What's number one? Oh, whatever. What's number one? Okay, Shiloh's number six. Number six. six. <laughs> oh. Anyways, I always enjoyed learning about the battle with Shiloh. I don't care. Ooh, I like Chancellorsville. I like the Bull Run battles, but I'm a... Oh, Bull Run, I'm, yeah. 
I love hit like the his the historical side of it. Like I have Rommel's memoirs or his diary or something about Rommel, and I have General Longstreet's memoirs, and I love reading about the mindset of the people, especially of the losers. Yes. Because. Oh yes. Anyways, but. No, that is something I would be very interested in. I always yes. like. You kind of want to put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Gettysburg was my favorite. Civil War. Because it's the Everybody biggest. loves. Everybody loves Gettysburg. But. I don't know. I, I, I don't like things that are too well known. So that's probably why I never really cared about Gettysburg. Because yeah. everyone knows it. Did you know that the first Marine to win the Medal of Honor was during the Civil War? I did not. That's interesting. And his name was John, so he's a good <laughs> he's a good guy. Oh yeah. But Great. he spells it wrong, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's fine. It's still so, John. Yeah. Whatever. So can you help me my joke book? Well, because you know, we always have to have a dad joke. We just talked about people dying and death and blood. We gotta have a cleanser. Which would be the dad jokes. First one it's the first one I see. It's the one I always read. Well, I don't. Taryn does. I'm taking her job. Yeah. Ashlyn likes this joke. She tells it all the time. Or something similar to this. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Why? Because it had no body to go with. (laughs) (laughs) You're so great. Uh, (laughs) How can no one love this stuff? (laughs) uh, Oh, yay. All right. Thanks for joining us. Um, I got to do the spiel. What spiel? You can contact me at heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. If you want to contact John, you can. I'll give him the message, but that's cool. You want to know a funny story about Heather? She always answers the phone good morning at work. Not it always. Could be you all, every time, every time. I say good afternoon Don't sometimes. even lie. Don't even lie. <laughs> it could be five in the afternoon, phone rings, and it's always good morning. But do you know what really pisses me off? When people go, it's still morning there? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, shut like up. they don't know. I know. Like, seriously. And I do. I always get kind of, um, I get a little shitty and I go, that's just what I say. <laughs> and I think I, I get on you probably <laughs> once a week for, it's the afternoon, Heather. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, you can also get a hold of me at, on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at Fort Weird Pod. You can get on our website at uh, fortweirdpodcast.com. Please rate and review us on any of your podcasting apps that will allow you to do it. And say that John is the coolest dude out there. If you leave a comment and say that, that, that will happen. That will come happen. up on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen no <laughs> i will i'll send you a sticker have you okay mm-hmm. selfish oh okay have you posted a picture of your awesome pen yeah that i did and i tagged you in it i don't remember that well i tagged your company in it okay <laughs> john well, do you have me. anything to plug while you're here no not at all no? not at all no no you don't want to no um <laughs> i make pens i like well i guess pens wine stoppers Anything um, wooden. And yeah, almost anything. Hmm. I tried making a dog cage 
for a certain someone I know. It worked out really well. Mostly really well. It's only because he didn't want to be in there at that moment in time yeah. because there was poop in the cage. And and her dog got through the cool metal bars <laughs> that I made. Probably hurt him too. It probably did. Cuz I remember when he tried and he got stuck when we <laughs> first got him in and he was not he was not happy about that. So, but yes, I make pens if you want to look at my stuff. It's it's a is it a tongue twister. Red Reed Woodworks. Red Reed Woodworks. Yeah. yeah. Red Reed Woodworks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly it's just fun stuff I make. Yeah, and I made Heather a cool pen. Yeah, you've got all these great pictures on Instagram and stuff on on your pens and everything. It's it's He makes really good pens. I've got a couple. You do have a couple, and I need to make you one more. I your still, other, your I skeleton still have to one? pay for the one. Yeah. <laughs> But the skeleton one will be cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. That's going to be fun. Yay. So. All right. Thanks for joining us. And hopefully next week, Taryn will be back. So I guess we'll catch you next week. Bye. The existence of this...